welcome to the Wildlands. I'm Matt. And I'm David. And today's episode is sponsored by West End Sports, your five-star Yamaha dealer in northeastern New Brunswick, where you are sure to find something that revs your heart. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about cottage life, as well as Sugar Shack. And we'll also be talking about Bathurst, the top 10. So let's jump right into it. All right. So pretty much like what we're going to be talking about today with... And let's not forget our special guest, Olivier from Hops and Houblon. How's it going, Olivier? Pretty good. And you guys? Well, we're doing not fine. Bad, we're doing bad. fine. Actually, just to give all our listeners an idea, like to give you guys a bit of an idea of how things are going right now, we are in literally three different locations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All trying to do this on a merged phone call. So, I mean, obviously, like what we have going on right now, we have our guest, which in theory is, you know, a studio guest as well, even though he's not here. But we're, Eddie, we're all in our own studios. <laughs> yeah, we're all in exactly. our own studios right now. <laughs> and and on top of that, Olivier, I think you got us a surprise for us today in this episode, if I'm not mistaken, right? Of course. Of course, as yeah. if I wouldn't come on the show without any beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Olivier actually suggested us three beers that are going to fit with the topics that we're going to be talking with you guys today. And these beers... Well, I mean, I, I can't wait to open them up. I, I can't wait to try them. I, up till now... Last time was a success. So. Last time was a success. So like I was about to say, up till now, we've had no complaints about your suggestions. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So if we jump into the very first subject of the day today, we're actually talking about cottage life and the sugar shack because our main, ta- like our main you know, goal is springtime. That's what's coming up, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, look at today. We're already looking at 10 degrees outside. If I'm, it's crazy. Everything's for, melting. For us this time of year, for us this time of year, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, uh, but, being in a, in a third place, I don't know what it's like over at your guys' area there, but I mean, here it's <laughs> melting. Much the same. You're not that far. <laughs> so, Olivier. Now, I think before before we start, I mean, I, I just want to clarify one thing here. I hope people understand what a sugar shack is. Do we want to give a little explanation of that? Because I know a lot of people that are probably listening to this are saying, what is a sugar shack? Yeah, what is a sugar shack? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just, it's, it's, as everybody knows, we're up in Canada. And I mean, it's not a stripper location. Syrup is our thing. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Exactly. We're not talking about a stripper our... location. It ain't like, you know, you go in there for, you know, candy. Uh... No, exactly. <laughs> Like, well, you kind of do we, actually, we but produce... it's not a stripper location. <laughs> That's true. They have maple candy. Yeah. It is where maple syrup is produced and it's a big thing out here. So we'll get into that a little later, but just not to lose your interest right away. <laughs> yeah. We will be talking about maple sugar. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a massive industry in, in the province. Exactly. Yeah, it, it is actually. It's it, We practically live off of it, but um... there you go. Definitely. So we'll let, start with the cottage life. Yeah, we'll start with the cottage life. And actually, you know what? We're going to start off with Olivier, uh, you giving us your main, your very first selection of what beer we should try. So maybe, maybe I should have went with a more maple uh, side of things. Um, sadly, the beers, the maple beers, aren't quite available right now as, yeah. as of yet. Um, in my selections, the way that I went about it. Um, I went about it as an outing, fishing, of course, an outing in the outdoors uh, Perfect. cottage. So uh, I started off with a very light beer, um, easy drinking, just an all everyday patio beer that can be enjoyed either 
pre-noon or any <laughs> pre-noon <laughs> pre absolutely or at, at any point in time during the day or night um this one here is the praha bohemian lager by grim ross so this so one's kind of like yeah go ahead so when i say pre-noon uh you know it's it's not a, a heavy hitter beer you're looking at an abv of 3.8 percent so it, yeah you're, it's you're looking your at something that you can like yeah you're looking at something that you can pretty much just go like hey i woke up i'm having scrambled eggs and a Grim Ross. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong. So we're going to start off with this one right here. I'm actually, let, let's see. Let's see if we get the noise out of this. Oh, the noise. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> let's, let's try the taste. The freshest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see where you're going with this one. Definitely see where you're going with this one. This one here is like, a, it's a wake me up beer. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's this, great. It's 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 a traditional style. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it's all around. It it seems like a simple beer to make, but uh, really, it, it does take some tremendous amount of talent to to create this beer. And uh, another reason smooth. why I wanted to bring in, not only did I bring it in because of the beer, I brought it in because of the format. Um, yep. We're seeing no. more and more small formatted beer considered to the tall boys that we're used to seeing. Uh, which we'll we'll get onto later on uh, with my <laughs> yes. my choice of beers. Um, yeah, I saw well, that. Well, this one here, um, you know, it's it's a three fifty five ml can, as we're used to the four seventy three. Um, I'm it, it's it's getting more and more popular. I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm getting used to it, but um, you know, it's what, a, are, you, it, what are your it, thoughts on by, it? Well, by getting used to it, do you mean uh, you prefer it or you prefer the tall boys? I, I'm I'm accepting. I'm accepting okay, the, you're the small accepting. format. Yeah. The smaller okay. format of, that, that's out there. Okay. Actually, you, you know get, what? It, go ahead. You can get a little bit more out of your buck. Uh, well, not necessarily the per millimeter. Your beer is still going to be the same price. But, you know, your variety pack can have a little bit more variety. Yeah, exactly. Um, depending yeah, on yeah, yeah. Your, 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 your drinking budget on that day. Yeah. And, yep. and you know what? It's actually kind of funny because, like, it, I find that the artwork of it is fitting for the like for the the description when they say the pra bohemian lager if you look Absolutely. at the artwork of it you're like really looking into you know the, the zen kind of look to it yeah right? like the, the the artistry that's in there and it's actually yeah. kind of funny because i see here on the back that it says to prove that the czechs have clean delicious beer dialed in all this time and yeah <laughs> i didn't you know to me i was like oh okay it's it's brewed here and and it's got like a czechs kind of the Czech Republic influence. Uh, there you go. I got the. That's word it. Out. That's that's where that's where it all started. And it's like like they said, it's a very clean, clean, clean beer. It's got the nice Brady characters in it. Uh, very subtle to no bitterness in the back end. Definitely. Dry finish. So, yeah. Like I said, and, it's a, it's an everyday beer. Yep, definitely. And let's say this, I can see it fitting into the cottage life. Like I could see this. Yeah, exactly. Being part of the topic cottage life because this is something where. Everybody's sitting inside their cottage. You got the fire roaring up and you just pretty much just pass the beers around, crack it open and just have yep. like a complete awesome conversation. I don't know about you, but this is how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but, I mean, I can see myself, like you say, out of the cottage springtime, you know, uh, usually a busy time of year as well for, you know, opening up the cottages after a long winter, getting things cleaned up already, you know, moved around. 
when you don't want to have something like a like you said something too heavy uh, oh you know, yeah you can pretty much just sip on that carry and, four or uh, five of them in your backpack you're good to yeah go. exactly you know you and got not, an afternoon and not planned. Just that, <laughs> exactly you, you can take this you can drink these all day yeah you know? yep. and then you get right back at it afterwards <laughs> exactly get right that's back what in I with mean. a tall boy <laughs> yeah that sounded sexual again or i'm sorry or <laughs> or whichever however you prefer or <laughs> whichever work you want to get at to other you're getting <laughs> yeah. ready for the maple season uh, which yep. is a lot of work yeah, no, definitely. Exactly. Yeah, now, exactly. if we talk about cottage life, Olivier, have you, like, is this something, like, have you done a lot of, like, you know, gone to chalets and, and you know, different areas I, like I, that? Is this something that you, like, you dominantly like to do on a springtime? Or are you more like somebody that'll say, like, hey, you know what, it, it'll it be more like a hotel than a cottage? You know, it, it depends where it's at, right? It's like, definitely a cottage waterside would be absolutely amazing. Um the thing that I'm most exposed to is, is going to a camp. Oh, I don't yeah. think yeah. that would fit into the category of cottages. Um, yeah. Well, you know, they kind of do. Sometimes they do. Look at it. Yeah, it depends on how you look at That's it. That's it. You know, if it's, it's not your your like evening type cottage, like some people say, oh, let's go to the cottage at the beach. Yeah. Uh, I I take it as let's go to the cottage for the weekend. Yeah, I I consider that a camp. Yeah. Like up up river type. That's thing. it. Yep. But if if we're talking cottages next to a beach. Uh, I would choose that over just about anything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think yeah, I think we would we would all dream yeah. about that. Nope. Unless some people don't dream about it, they have it. But I mean, for me, I dream about it. <laughs> I'm the camp guy, man. <laughs> oh. oh man, and like I say, cottage life. Are you guys the kind of people that actually dress up for the occasion? No. Like when I say cottage life, like like today, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I had to. I have you like got, I have the oh, red yeah, checkered you know, shirt on my back right now. I got the toque on my head. Yeah, I let my beard grow just because I knew that it was coming up. You know, like I was like, you know, we got, <laughs> we got to make this happen. I got I got an axe laying in the corner of the room. Like, <laughs> I'm about you to split wood, but I got no fireplace. <laughs> you gotta gotta get into the field. There's nothing wrong with that, really. Yeah, uh, you exactly. You're it, just you're just getting into the mood and spirit of the whole thing, and exactly. uh, really enjoying it to the max. Yeah, definitely. after a long winter, like get, well, actually, this winter wasn't that long. No, but I mean, uh, yeah, the 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 beginning of the springtime and getting you know back into the cottage atmosphere uh, still brings on all that work that we all know after winterizing the cottage for the yeah. for the winter. So yeah, definitely, I mean, and and not just that. Like, I I think that this winter we've had a hard time to be able to like actually do the activities. That would have led us to that point of going to the cottage. Yeah, like it's very short, very short. Like and, and especially with the weather that we're having right now, I mean, it's not necessarily the the best type of weather to be able to go and like snowshoe to the cabin. I mean, we're talking about slush here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like you know, it, it's like the, we had maybe two weeks of, of winter activity weather, and then now it's just it, it seems to be going away. Although I do see, I do feel like there's going to be a a cold snap. Uh, within a, a oh, it's a not week done. So. No, it's not done. You know, like we're talking about cottage getting out there. It's still a while away. Don't don't get us wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's some that are inaccessible, but like up till now, that I mean, it it you just kind of I feel like the weather that we've been getting kind of like dulled it out. But in the same sense, I know that we'll be able to get access to it a lot easier. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And. 
that actually leads me to the next one uh, that's in the same topic, which is the Sugar Shacks, which, again, like I said, is not a stripper club. Um, and <laughs> but uh, it leads me to that. What are your guys to what do you guys think is going to be the outcome of this year's Sugar Shack? Because, well, the sugar run, because I mean, we always run? look at like high weather, like mm. cold, and then they say that when everything melts, that's when everything starts running. But this time, like, we got such an early season and didn't necessarily get that big of a winner. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, the thing is, the thing is for that, for to get a good run on there, is you need the snow to melt around the base of the trees. You need a cold, cold, cold night. Yep. And then a warm morning to mid-afternoon is when you're really going to get it flowing. Now, if I would be uh, willing to bet, I'm going to say that they're going to have a tough season. Uh, it's going to warm up too fast. Yep. The nights are not going to be cold enough. It's going to uh, be short. Very short. It's going to be very short. It's going to be very fast. They're going to be working hard to get everything they can out of their season as a lot of other things did the same. But uh, it's going to be short. It's going to be fast. And it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. What, what about you, Olivier? Like, what... Uh... What what is your take on it? Like, is is this something? Is this an activity that you enjoy doing every single year? Is this something that like you want to be able to pass down? You know, to to show people that this is this is like a, a tradition, a New Brunswick tradition. Uh, do, do you go lick the stick? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I I haven't been to a sugar shack in so long. Yeah, uh, really. Yeah, it's it's it's. I'm embarrassed to say it's been really really long. And I, I remember back when we would we'd go to school, uh, we'd have these class trips, and that would kind of keep me yeah. involved in the whole sugar shack uh, ideal. Although I do have some friends now that do have their own little sugar shack operations. Uh, they do feed me with uh, some awesome <laughs> awesome maple syrup to put on my pancakes in the morning. But uh, to go out to an actual, um, I don't know how you would call that operate that, that experience of. Rolling up your, your the maple sugar on, on a stick, um, <laughs> on snow, on you know, snow, yeah, on I, snow, I, I, it's something not yellow something snow, special. white snow, not yellow. Yeah. <laughs> so how, I don't know how you would call that that experience. That I guess. is, that is. Give me a second. That is, uh, that is what they call toffee. Name. They call it toffee. Yeah, isn't it maple toffee on yeah, snow? Yeah, it's maple yeah. toffee. I think it's well, just, there's there's yeah. there's two ways to do it, right? Because you can eat it off the snow, and I remember. If, in my very young brain, I remember that you, I, I see a barrel, a hot barrel of, of, yeah. Would you yep. eat it right out of the yep. barrel? Is that a, oh, is that a yeah. thing? Oh yeah. Well, you had to, didn't you have to dip it in? Yeah. And well, you, you, like, swirl it around. Like Matt made the joke about, you have to lick it off the stick. <laughs> lick, lick the stick. Okay. Yeah, you you it has it like a spoon. That's the stick licking. And, and you would Imagine swirl how it around. Things, the stick. Yeah. That, that's pre-COVID for sure. That that is pre-COVID. Yeah, I was just I was about to say like <laughs> there is no way around, you would see somebody do it now. Oh, that would be that would be grand. Just like I can, looking I at. I just have that that Seinfeld episode where George double dips his chip. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Like just see now, Olivier. Yeah, go ahead. You you I mean you have to bring. You have to bring your daughter there and get her all hyped up on sugar. I mean, it's great. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you got you to gotta have her hyped up on the and sugar. drop her off it, the, at the grandparents afterwards. That's exactly what it, I do every year. Sugar. I bring the grandparents with me. Yeah, it, you, you can't have more bio than this because it's natural, right? It's it's, it's That's yeah, it. Totally, exactly. totally natural. 100%. Yep. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, like, 
definitely. I, and when we're talking about Sugar Shack, let's let's get let's get this cleared out of the air for everybody. We are definitely yes. not talking about IHOP maple syrup or Aunt no. Jemima maple syrup or no. The, no. that like how do you I know in in French we say uh, sirop de pâteau. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you say. <laughs> I would I guess we'll call it lamp post syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so you gotta you, you gotta know like when we say we go to the sugar shack, and and obviously everybody, most everybody knows about maple syrup, you know maple syrup, maple trees, and everything. Not a lot of people know like the intricate system that this is. It's quite impressive to see oh, uh, how the, these systems work, yeah. how much work goes behind the scenes, uh, yeah. and how much it takes to actually produce. Like, I mean, it's all a process of evaporation, perfect temperatures, perfect timing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a science. And what happened with that is that they noticed pe- that the, the operators of these places noticed that they could offer something else, making, you know, like home cooked restaurants breakfast. right there. It's usually like breakfast. a breakfast thing. Oh yeah. You know, we go out there, they they supply everything is cooked in maple syrup. There's maple ham, there's maple bacon, there's maple eggs, there's there's literally maple everything you oh, want. Man. Yeah, who's oh, yeah. talking about uh, I'm hungry. Who's who's hungry right uh. now? <laughs> but yeah, and uh that's what we mean by going to the sugar shack is we we get to go there, we get to buy fresh maple products like you say that are are not these store bought diluted things. These are like the top notch maple syrup you can have. And we get to have an outing. It's it's a f- big family thing. It's a friend thing. Uh, yep. You know, it's it's impressive to see. And it's also supporting, especially in these times, you know, it's supporting the local business, local economy, which I think is even more important this year. Yep. So uh, definitely we will be going. We will be supporting. And anybody listening to us anywhere close that has a sugar shack that they can get to or they've never been there and they know of one, even if it's an hour's drive away, Yes. Yeah, I highly recommend going out there. I'll, I'll yeah. make a quick I'll make a quick plug uh, about uh, maple syrup and uh, the whole province of New Brunswick. Um, like Matt was saying, it's, a, it's an amazing time to to support New Brunswick businesses, uh, especially especially right now. And uh, yeah, oh, a great yeah. way to do that would be to keep up with what's going on with maple syrup and Maple Delicious NB. Uh, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Would be a great great oh, cool. place to uh, find out. Everything that's going on with the province of New Brunswick uh, with maple syrup on on both on Facebook hey, look at and that. Instagram. Yeah, well, well absolutely. We just learned something I'll, I'll, I'll go that's check cool. that out. Uh, actually, yeah. I had a question yeah. for you, Olivier. Um, did have you have you ever witnessed or have you ever actually gone to see when they've cre- when they create maple syrup? Like, uh, have you ever gone to collect the water, maple water? Uh, I've, I've I've kind of been exposed to it a little bit with my a good friend. Well, he's my boss now. Uh, good okay. friend of mine. He's got a he's got a sugar shack uh, some operation operation in his camp, and I did okay. see okay. Uh, uh, some of the containers collecting the because he doesn't have a pipe system. He's got containers out of every tree. Oh really? Yeah, yeah he's got wow. the old so school I think system got, going on. I think he's old got school. A few a few trees going into a one container. Uh, okay. So there yep. is some kind of, of of contraption going on. Piping, there. but yeah. it's not pumped. No, it's no, not absolutely pumped. not. He still has to manually do it. Yeah, yep, yeah. absolutely. And the amount of uh, I don't know what you would call that liquid that comes out of the trees to make a small little mason jar of that sweet, sweet <laughs> maple sweet syrup <laughs> uh, is is unreal. You know, it's 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 drastically reduced. I believe I believe it's four gallons of what they call maple water. 
yep. to make one gallon of maple syrup, or it might be four gallons of maple water for one liter. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, 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 I know it's four to one, I think. I'd but go I with the one four. liter. Yeah, I'd go with yeah, the one liter because, I mean, man. Because it it's a whole lot so of much. evaporation. and Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've cool. I've been exposed to, to like you said, to to your colleagues' uh, method of of, uh, of getting all that uh, all the maple water and, and of, of being able to cook and and create the maple syrup. Uh, I've been exposed to that. I remember like snowshoeing through so much snow, and, and <laughs> with uh, pails on both sides, uh, carrying pails on both uh, <laughs> both hands, and then emptying out every little tin pail into those. And try not to spill it. <laughs> You'd always yeah, try to overfill, but you try never to spill it. You're telling yourself, like, this is worth money. <laughs> yep. But uh, no, definitely. And 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 you know what? Like, uh, it, it's like you said, it's a tradition. It's not just a traditional way, but I find that it, I feel like it's a way that should be shown in a tradition yep. style. Oh, definitely. Because, definitely. like, the tomb system that we have now... Uh, it's not that it's an eyesore. I don't know about you guys, but like to me, it's not that it's an eyesore, but I just find that it's like, it's too technologically advanced. It's being commercialized. Oh, yeah. to point, well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, technology advances, but you got to stick to your roots a little bit. Yeah. Like I'd rather look around and see pails, like even if they were like rusted pails and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take anything from a rusted pail, but I mean, it still looks better than plastic tubing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know about you guys, but to me the nostalgia of it, I just like it. And uh, like, what wh- what is your favorite? Like, I'm asking this question because what is your guys's favorite? Like, not recipe, but uh, consumable Ye- maple syrup. Use of, consumable use of maple syrup. Yes. What would be your guys's favorite? Now I'll start with Olivier. I'll go ahead. Uh, it'll be a combo for me. Uh, obviously, mini cones are given for everybody. Oh, mini cones! I forgot about those. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <God. laughs> uh, yeah, mini cones, absolutely. And um, I'll use oh, what would I do with that? See, I I put maple syrup on a toast with butter. Ooh. Yeah, been there. Yes, yeah. simple, yes. effective, great. Man, I'm hungry now. I'm now I'll, I'll, to be, to I'll be add the bread would be sourdough. To get the best experience. I've never tried oh. sourdough. To be honest with you guys, I've never tried it. Easily digested. Okay. Great, really? great bread. Oh, yeah. God, I'm going to have to. And the slices are huge. <laughs> cool. What about you, Matt? Now, now I'm going to go into what I prefer using maple syrup for. And we'll probably be able... I'm, I'm guessing, I'm hoping that, that one of the next beers might be able to tie into this. Because... Compared to most people for maple syrup, I don't necessarily prefer it as a dessert and or breakfast. I like uh, cooking with it, especially I like like a maple glazed salmon fillet. Ooh. Yeah. That, that's like my go-to. If, if I'm going to, that or ham, but the salmon, I mean, I just, that's glaze a, a, a salmon fillet with cooking on a wood plank uh, with some maple syrup. That's that's my go-to, and yeah. you know we'll we'll come back to that. Maybe we'll be able to suggest one of the next beers for that. But uh, Dave, what about you? For me, I mean, 
I just remember every you single... You like those mini cones, don't you? <laughs> I was going to say, I forgot about the mini cones, but <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. They they are kind of like my my weakness, but uh, <laughs> I would have to say maple butter. Maple butter, I mean, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. I cannot remember the countless amount of times that you would open the fridge, see the maple butter container, take a spoonful of that, and then oh, like yeah. you're going like, okay, just one spoonful is good. And then you'd finish the spoonful in like a matter of seconds, and you're like, that that was too fast. So let's go for number two. And then you, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 like yeah. I, just, my wife and yeah, go ahead. My wife and kids do the same. That's when I, if I have any a little tub of maple butter, that's what my wife and kids oh, will do. They walk by and see it, and then uh, one scoop, one scoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like to me, maple butter is just it's the summum of what like a spread should be. I mean, I Absolutely. know a lot of people. Yeah, I know a lot of people go with the caramel butter. They they mm. like the caramel spread, but I mean, like maple spread is just, it's just so much better. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I'm gonna go get some. Like, not long after. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna it's have to available. Go uh, like, I'm it's gonna have this craving starting. all night long. Time. I'm just gonna be sleeping and I'm gonna be thinking of maple butter, and I'm just, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, definitely. And uh, what like. I mean, you guys, you guys know people that that obviously they produce maple syrup, and yes. it, it's actually kind of funny because I've only learned this recently, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but you can actually make syrup with other variations of trees. Mais oui, du sirop de boulot. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I wasn't yeah. Know, yeah. like I was Pop only on. aware of this lately, yeah. and apparently it's actually not that bad. It's it's completely different. Uh, I've had it before, actually. Uh, really? I was gonna okay. bring it up, but I didn't know uh, what's a what what's a budo in English. A birch tree, a poplar, birch, Bir- birch. Yeah. Jeez, why did I not know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can make birch. That was, I mean, that was birch a real weak syrup. point that, on myself. That was the brain fart. Yeah, birch syrup. Yeah, very much. Uh, <laughs> it, it has a, a it has a very different taste. Um, it's not as sweet. Okay. It's much clearer. It's much clearer uh, of a syrup. It's much liquidier. Liquidier. I don't. I'm not sure if that's an actual word. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say something there. Let's, <laughs> let's get in. <laughs> less, vis, less viscosity. Le, oh jeez. Okay. We'll we'll stick with liquidier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not. We're not talking about motor oil. Yeah. But uh, it is. It is uh, different. And actually, uh, yes, I did know about that. Uh, yeah. And for a few years. Actually. And you know what the funny thing is? Is apparently that sold for like three times the price of maple syrup wow there's less of it yeah like i, I can't get that so anyways <laughs> we're gonna move <laughs> like let's let's move on to subject number two and with well, subject are number we, two are we getting hey hey, hey oh, are we getting a beer for our, yeah, our well, supper salmon thing well okay let's go for the beer number two then. let's let's <laughs> let's see if let's see if i've already done number one fall I, into the, I, I was oh, done it like in the five minutes <laughs> So, what do so, we have as beer number two? Well, now, now, what would you use as a follow-up to beer number one? Uh, the follow-up, I'll just go with the ABV amounts. Um, that's what I'll use as a, as a follow-through uh, yeah. with this. So, we'll go from lightest to strongest. Um, I, didn't take light, I didn't take light hitters for the two following beers. Um, oh, the, no. reason why, <laughs> the reason why I took the Split Think IPA... Uh, is because it's a beer following our past podcast that we had uh, way back when you guys did really enjoy 
the juicier style IPA. So I thought I'd bring another one on the show. Um, number one, I absolutely love this brewery. Number two, uh, there's not enough light shown on this brewery. It's from New Brunswick, obviously, uh, as Grim Ross is as well. So uh, this one here is the Sputnik IPA. Um, definitely a beer that, that will brighten up your day uh, like any other would do. And uh, again, stick with the format uh, scheme of things. It's in a stubby. Yeah. Yep. I like that. I like that too. <laughs> so this Back in the day. This is kind of their trademark, Blossom's uh, Pit Soap uh, in Minston. They've bottled all their beers since the very beginning in the stubby. They're slowly moving away from it. Uh, quality of beer in a glass doesn't really preserve itself as much as it would in a can. Sunlight exposure and this and that. Um, okay. But I was actually going to ask that question. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask that question. If like, if you knew the reason, you know, some of them changed the cans, and if it was a myth or if it was reality, and and you just pretty much told us it's a reality. <laughs> yeah, it's a reality for 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 pres- preservation of beers, especially with IPAs. Uh, you're looking at a shelf life of a maximum of about three months. Uh, really? To get the, the maximum, wow. maximum taste of all the hops. Hops will dissipate. The big flavor, the big aromas of the hops will dissipate very, very quickly. The freshest IPA you can drink, the better it will be. I mean, it's yeah. not going to be horrible on day thir- on, on day 92. Uh, you know, you can still drink it. Most IPAs on the shelves of, of AMBL are way past the three-month mark. Um, <laughs> really? You, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, I'm not going to get into the problematics of AMBL, but um, just if you could get your hands on the freshest IPAs, quick way to do that, you can either look for a date code on the, the can of the bottle. Uh, it's a little okay. bit harder on this one here. It is a bottle. Most cans do have a, a production date or a best before date uh, yeah. on them. All and right, so. the, the reason that they're moving to cans can be either because of preservation or uh, formatting a little bit more, a little bit less. And I'm going to add my okay. little two cents of, of it being uh, a little bit more marketable with cans. Yeah, I was going to say really? marketable okay. and, and maybe, I guess it may be even cost effective. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure of, of what the cost would be on bottles, how quickly they can come back to you. Obviously, they're all recyclable. Um, yeah. I know what the cost would be on that, on the whole sanitization thing and everything else. Uh, yeah. But when you do look at cans, uh, either you get them wrapped like the Praha or you label it like the uh, next beer will yeah. have. Um, it's plenty of cost. <laughs> plenty of cost. Okay. All right. So let like I'm I'm just gonna put a side note on this. I love the artwork on this. Like this this little this little like artwork like mini astronaut that's on this thing. I'm actually like it's Sputnik. I, I, I'm actually pretty impressed by it. I, I'd get a tattoo of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd I'd do it. But let's let's open this up. Let's see. This one this one's a bottle, so I don't know if it has the same the same kind of. It had a little pish to it, but I didn't. Yeah, get it had a little light. pish to it. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm liking that smell already. So this one oh, here was wow. brewed. I, I found a date code on it. It was brewed on November sixth of twenty twenty. November 6th. Really? So we're slightly over the three-month mark, which is mine. okay. Where did you find yours on? Uh, it, it, it's, it's really hidden into uh, the Spaceman. The Space... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I see it. If you, if you oh, look right yeah, next to the right. IPA. Yeah. It was, it's like stamped there. Yep. 
So it's it's really important to, to, to look at those dates and have a good product rotation. Again, I'm not going to get into the logistics of AMBL, <laughs> but really product rotation is absolutely key in having fresh product out there. And, uh, you know, it's it really at this point here, it's not that old, but there's a difference in taste from day 115 to, you know, day, day 14. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy smokes! I like I am digging the smell of this thing, and I'm actually digging the taste yeah, of it. Yeah, deli- it's delicious. It's very ar- aromatic. Tell me about lots it. of Instantly. grapefruit flavors, aromas coming through. Lots of fruit, lots of citrus. Oh yeah, and, and a very very thick head on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh wow. Yep. I'm digging this one. It, you know, it, it, I'm I'm gonna make a bit of a comparison. I. I believe it's called the squeeze. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like it has a bit of a taste. It has a bit of a profile like the squeeze. I'm yep. not a hundred. Yeah. Like I'm trying to like go back in my mind about it, but I have <laughs> a feeling that like it kind of does have that, that profile uh, that it has. I agree. I agree. They're you know? both similar IPAs uh, within the same realm of um, aromas and taste. Um, I'm sure side by side we'd be able to find some differences oh, uh, probably. right there, but uh, definitely in, in the same category of IPAs. It's not typically uh, your West Coast style IPA, which is the, the massively bitter IPAs, and it's not on the far end spectrum of the juicy, hazy IPAs either. It's kind of right yep. in the middle, uh, sitting at a, an ABV of six six point two uh, ABV, which is uh, to me the uh, sweet spot. Yep, I'm not gonna lie, that awesome. is. Uh... That is going to be one of my keepers for sure. That is like I definitely got, on the list for sure. I got another one I'm going to be going through, and this one's uh, this one I'm going to have to savor it because uh, the the first one I savored it, but I savored <laughs> it too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, if we jump into our second category, and this one, the reason I want to jump into it right now is because I think it's something that all three of us hold uh, quite dearly. I would say uh, in terms of of importance and that is like we said bathers top 10 but to you know give you guys a better a better understanding of what we mean by that is bathers was named city number four in the top 10 cities that are livable in canada i think that's a feat on its own i don't know about you guys definitely yeah we're talking definitely we're talking definitely. cities not provinces city yeah, yeah. There's, cities there's a lot a lot of cities in canada Exactly. It's, exactly. It's unreal to have that that honor. Uh, it's it's big. It's a big deal, man. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. And I mean, everybody that listens to us, we we come back and we talk a lot about you know our region. We say Bathurst often. We talk about activities that are here. We talk about what we do mm-hmm. here. We talk about whether it be again tonight, cottage life, being on the beach, sugar shack, going up, you know, uh, f- half hour out of town or the fishing, or the hunting, or the camping, or the hiking that we do around here, uh, this, you know, it just puts in perspective, like, we talk passionately about our area, and it just puts in perspective to a lot of you people, you know, that probably definitely never heard of Bathurst, and (laughs) sometimes don't even know where New Brunswick is, (laughs) but now it'll just, you know, it'll give you a, a point on the map to say, hey, I listen to these guys talk about hunting in Bathurst, fishing in Bathurst, whatever, and now you know that it's not only that, it's actually a 
top 10 and in the top five yep. livable places in Canada. I mean, yep. it's an amazing feat for, for, and I mean, I'm proud of it. I'm proud to say I'm from here. Yep. And, and not, yeah. And not just that, like the reason I say that we hold it dear is, is in a certain sense, all three of us have our own type of demographic that we, that we can, you know, say what our advantages and why we believe that Bathurst merited its spot. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to start right away with a in, yep, in kind sure. of like what your experience is about Bathurst and why do you think that we got to number four? Like what's, what's your input on this? I'm going to say it's, it's, it's a mixture of mixture of, of everything that that's around here. Uh, you know, you are in a spot where, uh, you've got a, 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 a like a sweet spot balance of rural areas and you've got city life as well um surrounded yeah. by water mind you and of course yeah. with all the other activities that we have um like i said when, I, when you're talking about rural areas uh we've got places where you can own three acres five acres of land and still be maybe 12 minutes from downtown exactly and yeah. 25 minutes from the camp so yep. to me, it's yep. it's it. We take that for granted. We think it's normal. Definitely, I, I think it's normal. Uh, That's it. Going yeah, anywhere exactly. else, anywhere else in Canada, it's not quite the same thing. And, and just even in New Brunswick, it's not. You can't find that that balance. Uh, exactly. In, in any other place than than Bathurst, and I I do believe that like our harbor, our our basin is underdeveloped. Is underdeveloped. Yeah, it's Definitely. like undercherished. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely undercherished. Yeah, taken and, for granted. And we're at number four already. So can you imagine? If we're talking years down the road from here. It will yeah. end up being fully, cher- like fully developed. And you know, like we've we've been on a, a massive good track uh, so far with yep. the development uh, here in town. And um, yeah. I mean, it's only it- going to go up from here. Yeah, definitely. And, and I believe, Olivier, you're uh, you're just a side note. You're still in the city limits where you're at, right? Absolutely. Are you still in the city limits? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I wasn't sure if I'm, you were just on the outside, but you're you're close. And I'm on a lot that's 145, 145. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm a stone, stone's throw away from downtown. Exactly. Yep. And and not just that, but I mean, like, you've you've been able to, like, really, I would say, like, like absorb... I'm going to go with that word. You've been able to absorb really the development of what Bathurst has, has had to offer in terms of, I mean, like terraces in terms of, you know, nightlife in terms of uh, different things like that. Like you've been in the middle of it pretty much, you know, for a very, very long time. So this is something like when when you're, when you're speak, when you're speaking terraces and, and your nightlife uh, look back five years ago, um, yeah, that, that exactly. was not that was that existent. Uh, yeah. Yep. You know, there was no nightlife. I I was brought up and and Matt as well. And um, I don't know if Dave, if you grew up in Bathurst or not. Uh, I I didn't really get the opportunity to grow up. I grew up in in British Columbia and in in Montreal. Partially. But I've I've had there you the, go. I've had you've been I've all had my over share years <laughs> in New Brunswick. <laughs> but anyway, grow, growing up in Bathurst, uh, you know, in in high school and post high school as well. You're you're breaded into the idea of uh, house parties. So the nightlife was just mm-hmm. not there. We weren't going out. We weren't consuming the nightlife, which which which, nope. if you look at the generation right before us, they were very 
avid nightlife consumers. Yeah, Bohemian was a rocking yep. place. You had um, yeah. I, I can't imagine I, I the can't, wild goose. The, the wild, wild goose. goose. Yeah, they were all they were all yeah. booming, booming places. And there was a drop yep. for about maybe ten years, uh, which was absolutely quiet, super quiet uh, in Bathurst, and yep. it just revived and it revived so much better than what it was before. Um, I mean, yep. oh, yeah. when you look look at Main Street, we've got a, a terrace at Bootlegger. Uh, that's going to stretch out uh, a heck of a whole lot longer now that uh, they've expanded into the uh, old Vino place. Um, yep. So yep. it's be a, a massive, massive patio there as well, right on Main Street, is which is something that I, I don't think that Bathurst have ever has ever had before. Uh, a, no. a, a patio on Main Street. So yep. uh, and hats off to them for doing that. And if you look at the breweries, we got two breweries right downtown, uh, very yep. centrally located, um, and 30 barrels hosts one of the most picturesque patios uh, in New Brunswick, <laughs> tell in me, my opinion. T- tell me about it. Uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. When you're sitting up on the, and you can see the whole river, you know, well, not a river, but the whole ocean in front of you there. The whole and, bay, yeah. yeah. In the whole bay, and, and, and just, you're taking in the rays, you know what I mean? Like, you're just... Absolutely. It, it's it's surreal, in a certain sense, of just the view that you can get on that, on, like, a, it, a beautiful summer day. It, I'm just... I love going there, but I mean, I love going to all of them. So they're all good in, in their yes, own, in exactly. respectively yeah. all great in their own, uh, in their own entitlement. Yep. For sure. Yeah. And like, Matt, I know that like Olivier, you've been in, in this area for, well, you've been in the area your entire life. Uh, and like you said, you've seen the growth and you've seen the, the, almost the downside and the upside to it and everything like that. And Matt, I mean, you've been in it, as well for your entire life and, and like how, what, what have you seen in terms of development of the city that gives it its entitlement of being number four? I mean, again, just the, the, the sheer beauty of the area. I mean, you can go anywhere and have, you know, whether it be beautiful beach sides or the, the fall uh, scenery with the, the changing of the, the leaves and everything. Uh, that to me is probably high on their list, obviously as well as the the diversity of everything you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can go out again. You can be away from the city or in the city uh, within easily, and I'm going to say a half hour, but it's not even that long. You can be, you know, somewhere uh, doing, you know, all kinds of outdoor activities, uh, even in town, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. But it's just the, the, the total, I think it's, it's again, an example of what I like to call the total package. Uh, yeah. You have a, a diverse amount of industry. Uh, by industry, I mean, there's no big plants or nothing. And I think that that's a good thing. It does not ruin the, the scenery or does not ruin the, uh, you know, the, the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We, just got, we just got a, a massive leftover. In East Bathurst. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's Unfortunately, it. That's yeah, we thing. did have the leftover. <laughs> we did have massive industries before, uh, being it in mining and uh, pulp and paper. Yep. Uh, the city had a rough time, probably about the same time as we just mentioned that the nightlife went down was pretty much yep. the time that the industries were starting to go down. Uh, yeah, it was true. It that's was scary. There, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was scary. Uh I mean, Olivier, I don't know about you, but me at, at one point, uh, you know, being young, out of high school, out of college, saying, do I stick around? Do I yep. do I hope it gets better? Do I, 
we did some. I know you you uh, did move away for a little bit, but I mean, I did about a year and, and a half. I did as well. Yeah. And I, Same I can't here. remember. I to... and I, by the time that that Brunsy mines shut down, I was working for my dad yep. by then. There you go. And, uh, there you go. That was a big hit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I was working in 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 welding shops here in town, and uh, it was a big hit for us as well. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it was it was a scary time, mm-hmm. but now to be back at at the well, not back to have surpassed where we were, and to be at this point, I mean, it just goes to show that anybody that's interested in in uh, <clears throat> a vacation or moving to a, a a new beautiful spot, you know, Bathurst is obviously right up there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and for me, definitely, like the way that I look at it is, I mean, obviously, I have not been in Bathurst. Whoops, I have not been in Bathurst the longest amount of time. Uh, I've moved back here. I was. I moved to New Brunswick get back if well to New Brunswick I was 12 or 13 stayed till I was 17 moved out when I was 17 back to Montreal but came back afterwards after 10 years and I can say that there was a huge difference from the moment that I moved out when I was 17 to the moment that I came back when I was only what in 2015 I came back so 5 6 years ago yeah and th- the immense difference that I saw is once again, I was there for the the eyesore when it it was still there, and then when it <laughs> and then obviously <laughs> got worse <laughs> yeah. in the Bathurst area. But I would say the diversity of it and the um, and the expansion that happened. It's strange. It's strange enough to say, but I feel that Bathurst expanded immensely after a certain point, especially in the <clears throat> 2015 era. Like when we started going into the, you know, like the whole breweries and everything like that, the expansion in youth, uh, it just really was, was visual, like it was visible. I mean, before that it went very fast. Yeah. Before that, we were always kind of like in a stagnant moment of just going like, okay, well it's retirement homes and that's about it. Now that's it's it, yeah. like, and for, yeah, go for a good, a good amount of time, um, council was, was was after that we, yes. we had a, a great four-year stretch with an amazing council uh which really revived uh, i think they played a, a massive role in, in what's going on right now yeah oh that's that's definitely i mean when when the big thing changed and that started to happen the the biggest influencer in that was exactly that and i mean hats off to them for the hard work because yeah. coming into something like that must have been difficult so yeah definitely yeah. and i think it, the way that I'm gonna like kind of kind of put my point of view to what Bathurst is and the reason that it belongs in number four. And actually, just before I do that, I want us to jump into number three beer because <laughs> I'm already <laughs> done number two. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually gonna ask you. I'd like you to present to us our third and final beer of the night, or of the day, or of the night. Let's say the night. And explain to us what it is, because it's been looking at me right now. And I'm not going <laughs> to lie, it kind of does scare me. I mean, there's a Viking ship <laughs> on the front of it. Yeah, I know this absolutely. one's probably going to be a hard hitter. <laughs> it is going to be a hard hitter. Um, this one here is a collaboration uh, between two breweries. Uh, one That's from cool. New Brunswick and one from PEI. Uh, this was done, yes, obviously, when the Atlantic bubble was open. Um, yeah. Okay. So cool. you're talking about Lone Oak Brewing out of PEI and Cavalcade Brewing out of Dieppe. Um, yeah. Which the name straight across straight S T R A I T as in the Northumberland Strait between 
uh, New Brunswick and PEI. Uh, yeah. That's where I'm assuming that's where the name comes from. Um, Definitely. Well, they, I mean, you look brilliant. at it, you got the Confederate Bridge in the back too there. That's it. That's it. it it's an amazing, amazing label. Um, they, they really put their put their work out there they for even that. Got the, they even got the red sand on the PI side. See that? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, cool. <laughs> very sharp. They didn't miss anything at all. Um, no. One of the reasons I brought it on, it's got a boat. We're talking about fishing. Yep. Uh, outdoors. And... It is a great beer. It, it ties into uh, the, the the kind of sequence that we're going through from light to strong to stronger. And um, this one here is a double IPA, um, rocking a 7.0 ABV. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which isn't is it typically where I would like to see a double IPA. Uh, when I see when I hear double, I'd like to see eight or more uh, below yep, nine. Really? So okay. eight eight point two. That would be my 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 where I'd like to see the double. If you're look, talking about Imperial IPA, because the thing is, if you can have an IPA go from six to seven, seven point five, double IPAs, in my opinion, should start at eight. Okay, so you and have like Imperial, a baseline. You have like a baseline yeah, so to what it should start at. That's it. That's it. And uh, this one here is sitting at seven percent. It's not. It's not the strongest beer. And if you're looking to Imperial IPAs. You're looking at triples, so nine, nine and a half, ten, ten point five. Okay. It can get strong. Beers can be very, very strong and uh, very tasty. So this one here does have some. It's got quake written on the the nose of the boat. So quake is a. It's you're talking yeast and. I, I I. Let's I Google would it. need to refresh my memory <laughs> on on what it on what it is exactly. I can I can explain it, but I won't get into it right now. Um, I'm sure yeah. going to make plenty of mistakes, but it's going to add <laughs> some notes to the beer uh, that are very very unique. This one here okay. being a double IPA, as we went from Praha to the Sputnik, you felt a very more present malt presence uh, in the beer. So the Praha was very light. It felt very just light on the tongue, very going down smoothly. The Sputnik was slightly heavier uh, going down. This one here definitely have a, a, a much bigger, heavier malt body. Um, so it, it's it's a great beer. So uh, I know let's, you guys are very intrigued. Let's, let's, let's crack her open. Taste. Let's let's crack see her what, open. Let, let's see. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I've been in quarantine for quite a few days right now. This is this is just <laughs> this is your first. That was a delivery. This is a delivery of joy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm. Ooh, I, I'm gonna say yeah. That, that it smells strong. Yeah. So definitely the, the fake yeast. Yeast. If if they used it, they I've, I've, they've not mentioned Ooh. it. So Ooh. I can't say for sure. <laughs> It's a different I am not beer. gonna lie, this one kicks in the face. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh... it packs a punch. I'm gonna tell you right now. <clears throat> uh, if I had, you know, my beard is gonna grow a lot longer after this one. <laughs> so this one here is a seven percent ABV, IBU of fifty. So when you're talking IBU, <clears throat> you're talking um, international bitterness units. That's how they yep. measure the bitterness okay. in the back end. If you look at the Praha, the Praha is 29 IBU. This one here is 50. Just to give you an idea of the, the punch it's packing on the back end. Yep, and it does. 
I'm already hearing somebody choking in the back. <laughs> but I actually like it. Like to me, I like strong beers. And like you were yep. saying, like for for anything that is of a value, I usually on most occasions will go to seven or higher in terms of of the the content percentage of content that that is in or present in the beers. And I yep. feel like this one, even though it is a bit on the lower end spectrum, as you say, of a double IPA, I yep. still feel that it has that that bitterness, that, that kind of kick to it uh, that yeah, the so higher the, end ones do have. Yeah, so if, when you look at, at double IPAs and IPAs, uh, some people tend to think that double IPAs would be more bitter than an IPA because people have that perception of IPAs being very bitter. Some yep. of them are very bitter, uh, but some of them are very juicy as well. Double IPA will more than likely nine and a half times out of ten will be a lot less bitter. You don't even if the IBU is very high, the malt presence will just hide the bitterness. It, yep. It's bring a little bit more sweetness to the taste. Oh yeah. So if we get back to to you know what I was about what I was about to say about uh, you know, my, my sum up of number four, being number four for Bathurst and stuff like that before I uh, was able to enjoy this one because I had to. I mean, it was staring at me in the face. But staring me right <laughs> in the face, that was, I mixed that up. I yoded that. <laughs> staring at you straight, straight in the face. <laughs> was it straight across the table from you? Yeah, yeah exactly. It was just how many how many puns can How many puns can we fit in? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like it, to me, even though I have not resided in Bathurst for, for, you know, my entire life, I do have to say that the reason that I believe that it is number four uh, sums up to pretty much the diversity of the area, the location that it is in, the fact that you have such simplicity in being able to access almost everything that's in the city of Bathurst, regardless of which limit you're living in, um, the freedom of being able to go ocean to woods to to just you know city urban um you have like so much variety and so much like at your disposition that it's that it's easily accessible i mean there's there's just no yeah. way around it it's just <clears throat> all there even though it's not like a you know 200,000 uh, population type of city you yep. really have everything you uh, right at the at your front doorstep. You have everything there, and yep. and you can live every type of idea that you can you can imagine. Either it be going to the beach, spending a whole day at the beach, or it be spending like we we talk about going out in the woods and spending your whole day out in the woods at a camp or a sugar shack or anything of the sort. It's all there, and in all seasons. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yep, absolutely it's like there. it's. So if you look at some locations in your, in your rounds, like. Uh, going to a beach is a one-hour drive. Exactly. Yeah. Whichever it's a, it's beach a, you think about. Yeah. Exactly. And like an example, I was I was working uh, actually not far from uh, <clears throat> from one of the breweries, the La Brasseuse Bitsou in Edmonston, yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was saying, you know, they they're right next to the to the river there. They have the beautiful Saint John River running like right next to the the city of Edmonston. And I was like, man, you guys have a beautiful place here with, you know, the, the rolling hills in the back and the river. And I said, it must be beautiful here in the summer. And they all said, huh, you're from Bathurst. We'd much rather live in Bathurst. And I was like, 
really? And I'm looking at this, and I was telling them how much I'd like to live here, and they yeah. instantly said, you know, like, Bathurst. And then that's where it comes into, I believe we take it for granted, yeah. 100%. Like, they don't have access to a beach. No, for, it's a three-hour drive to get to the nearest beach, yeah. literally. Yeah. yeah. And, you know? We do have good beaches. I mean, obviously on yeah. the whole, like, I mean, when tide goes out, it smells like, you know, yeah, exactly. it smells like ass, but. Yeah. <laughs> but, but listen to this. Okay, Bathurst, okay, a little side note on here. Bathurst has been voted number four uh, in Canada. But you know that our bay, the Baie des Chaleurs, is in the top ten most beautiful bays in the world list. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's we're talking number four in Canada. Our bay is number in the top ten in the entire world, which just puts it that much higher on the I've spectrum of astonishing. wowness. It's, it's unreal. I feel like putting sunglasses on and going like, yep, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Drop the mic, walk away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a good note. I believe that 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 puts a, a good a good cap on uh, on that, I believe. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to say Bathurst is my home. Yeah, yep. for sure. Same here. Uh, I don't know about you, Olivier, if you have uh, any uh, any side notes to put as to why you think... <clears throat> You know, like what? What's really what holds dear to you as being the fact that this, that we are number four. Like to you, is it a surprise or is it not? Um, yeah, of course it's a surprise. I, I take this place for granted. Like who doesn't? Um, I'm like every every Bathurstonian. Um, I, I I I am guilty of taking it for granted. I don't I don't think that I I, I truly appreciate it to the full maximum. Although I do praise how great it is here. Uh, I still don't think that I take full advantage of everything available and um, still in those, those, those habits of, of taking things for granted. And, um, you know, it, it's an amazing, amazing place to live. And having newcomers here, uh, really seeing what it is and exploring it and seeing their reactions uh, really brings me back to a realization of, holy smokes, this is a magical place to live. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So with that said, we're going to uh, we're going to have to put this one in the books as being season two, episode six, if I'm not mistaken. Episode six, right? Episode seven. Episode seven. Oh, my God. Yes, sir. Wow. I've been having the beers too quickly. (laughs) (laughs) But with that said, I'd like to thank everybody. And also, I'd like to thank a huge thank you to our sponsors for you know, investing into this uh, this podcast, investing into the Wildlands community, and bringing this show to fruition. Uh, I'd like to thank them immensely. That's West End Sports. And I'd also like to thank all our viewers and those who give us comments, write comments for us and everything like that to tell us what you guys want to hear, and we bring them out for you. As you know, that's what we do. That's what we enjoy doing. I'd also like to make a huge thank you to Olivier from Hobson Houlon that was able to come on to our show today and bring us these awesome beers. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've already there's one of them that I know is going to be my favorite. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like looking at it and I'm like, oh, I want another one already right now. <laughs> so with that said, I'd like to, I don't know, Olivier, do you have any last words that you'd like to say? And uh before we sign out? Uh, no, I'm just really, really happy to be on the show. And thanks again for uh, having me on having me on the podcast. Perfect. Awesome, dude. We're happy to have you. And thanks for... Uh, we'll thanks have for you anytime on. over here if you keep bringing us good beers like this. <laughs> I mean, anytime yeah. you're invited. 
<laughs> so with that said, like I said, thank you to everybody who listens, and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. See you on the next one, guys. Cheers.